every trucker. <laughs> yeah, every trucker that's gonna sit here that's like this dude is he's off his rocker. But I just I I like I like I like to drive something that has some character. Yeah, I don't hold it against him, but Frederick Claxton, better known to most as Choice Mass, that's M-A-S, and it's an acronym that stands for Mind and Spirit. Don't hold it against the man or think it's absolutely insane that he's got a fondness for the road he was talking about at the top. Congested I-95 with its wildly maneuvering four-wheelers, its sudden inexplicable slowdowns, and so much more, of course. It's the challenge, he says, principally, that draws him to one of his favorite roads there. And it no doubt makes him a go-to guy at the small flatbed fleet out of Indiana he's hauling for now, given how few among haulers ever wants to go his way. One of those little things, you know, you can use to effect to set yourself apart, to set yourself up for the best success possible. I'm Todd Dills, and in today's Overdrive Radio edition, we'll run through Mr. Claxton's methodical tour thus far through trucking over a few years after planning his way out of a corporate office job out on the West Coast with skill and patience that might well be analogous to his careful approach to the challenge of I-95 through the Big Apple, so he's come back to his New York roots and found a trucking home after a few other leased and company driver gigs with small fleet I-65 Transport out of Walcott, Indiana. That's not all he's found. You can count a bevy of new friends and associates throughout the trucking community in that basket, too. Joyce was one of the few principal truckers behind the Truckers Feeding the Homeless efforts regular readers have heard about. Conducted around both the Louisville Truck Show and Gats in Dallas this past year. Like Tommy and Linda Bryant we talked to earlier this year, Claxton's come a long way in just a short time from that status of trucking newbie. Another guy who got the trucking bug at first after a basic road trip. Unlike the Bryants though, Claxton's cross-country tour that preceded his move to trucking was on two wheels, as you'll hear. My name is Frederick Claxton. Um, Everybody, friends, family, everybody back home calls me Choice, uh, Choice Mass. Um, so I, that's sort of my handle. And um, I've been in trucking for three years now, flatbedding all the time. I like flatbedding. Uh, I love flatbedding. I always say either you got to like it or you got to love it or you're not flatbedding because just to be doing it is torture. I, got, I first started in 2000 and. 16 with uh, rail, rail transportation. I started with them in 2016. Um, I was in my own truck by November 3rd um, that year. So never, November 3rd this year was my three-year anniversary. Um, I went from rail to TMC. Before I got into trucking, I was a uh, senior customer experience manager for Gap Incorporated. So I did that for 15 years. The business was changing, and I didn't like where it was going, and I just wanted to do something different. I lived in L.A. in 2014, and I took a motorcycle ride across the United States from from L.A. to New York on a, on a street bike. <laughs> On the Suzuki SB650, everybody calls me crazy, uh, all alone. But it was the first time I had seen anything in between the East Coast and the West Coast. And it really opened me up to traveling. 
like the United States. I've traveled outside the United States, but traveling the United States. So when I decided that I didn't want to be in my position in my prior job, I gave myself 45 days to get out of it and get into something new. Um, and that's really all I knew. So I was, I started applying, uh, 45 days later, I started applying to the Power Authority in New York. The Power Authority, every application kept asking me if I had a Class A license. So me being me, I looked up, oh, what's a Class A license? It sparked some interest. Oh, what's that? You know, uh, found out it was a CDL and Google and it's magic. I put in CDL and you can imagine what comes up when you uh, put in commercial driver's license in Google. So all these businesses come drive for us. We'll do this. We'll do that. So my first initial thought was, okay, you know what? I'm going to get my class A. Uh, I'm going to get a, these people will pay for it. If I drive for them for a year, which I don't really mind. Cause I'll get, I need the experience before I move anywhere anyway. So I'll take the year to get the experience, get the class A for free and come work for the port for the um power authority con consolidated edison con ed mm -hmm. so and i and I thought to myself, what could be better traveling in the truck? I don't really have anybody looking over my shoulder. I get to manage my time, I get to listen to my music, uh me on the road, I get to see the United States and get paid to do it I'm like man, that's cool, and I get to work on my hands again. Because before um, Gap Inc., I was I used to do rigging and uh, welding for uh, Amertech Industries in Brooklyn on ships and power plants and but it was sort of off the books job so it really I'd be laid off here and I needed something more steady and that's how I got into my prior job. Once I got into the trucking and I. Just, started doing the traveling I've always loved to drive I'm, um, whether it is a motorcycle or a car I just always loved that and then once I started driving the the, the, the tractor it was it, it just opened me up like I, I wasn't even thinking about the power authority I was like man this is cool I like this I'm seeing things I'm getting paid a little bit of money I did take a pay cut to come into trucking but I had a I had a goal in the end game to where I wanted to take it, so I was willing to do that. Once I realized I wanted to be in the truck, I had a plan. It was like, okay, you're going to do this one year, get your contract up with rail, you're going to move on to a better company, which is what everybody talks about. Uh, when you're new out here like myself, you hear a lot of things, see a lot of things, hear a lot of different opinions, but one of the big things is, get your experience and move on to something better. So that's when I thought, let me move out of this company and go to find a company that is entirely flatbed, like focus, just flatbed focus. So after I did the contract, um, I went to TMC. Um, TMC mm -hmm. hired me. I ran for them for a year. And I had part of my plan as well was at my two-year mark because, again, just with information and listening to the, uh, people and hearing opinions and get your two years, you can get your own truck, you can do this, you can do that. 
lease on to somebody, Landstar, wherever. Um, so I was thinking I'm going to get my own truck after I'm going to do a year with TMC and get my own truck. So a year ended up with, with TMC. I was actually going to stay because I started training over there. And, um, mm -hmm. but I've heard lots of actually good things about what they do there, uh, from a training perspective. I've just recently found out they use a dozen of my securement videos for their orientation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty cool. I, I think that's cool. Actually. I like, yeah. it made me feel good to know that. Um, especially since I'm still not there, but yeah, cause a lot of guys are calling me up and uh, emailing me and be like, and, and telling me, hey, Choice, these guys just showed, you know, a handful of your videos today, this one, that one, this one, that one, they're talking good about you. I'm like, that's great, man. It's good to know. <laughs> no, I, it's good to hear it. You can so, find some of the videos so Choice is talking about via his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash choice mass, choice M-A-S. Now back to where he was in his thinking around the year mark with TMC. I had it in my mind and I wanted to get my own truck. So I did actually put the down payment on a truck from MAC down in Kentucky. I was going to get my own truck. Had the down payment on it. Had the truck that I wanted. And then decided, well, I was going to lease on with a friend under his authority and have him... He's very, uh, I guess you could say, knowledgeable, um, versed in the industry. And so I wanted to learn a lot from him. But his authority was knowing his insurance wouldn't take another truck. Not right. so much as me. They wouldn't let him bring on another truck for like a whole year. So I was really discouraged, to be honest. I was like, oh, he was even discouraged because he wanted it to happen. And... Uh, I was in talks with another uh, fleet owner, or he's building a small fleet, and I was also investing in a truck with him. So I decided to pull out of getting my own truck, invest in two trucks, and instead of paying the driver for one of them, pay myself to drive one of them and get the investment revenue. And then the other truck let the guy do whatever he needed to do with it. Put a team on a, it, it pulls reefer at prime. Um, right. That had run its course. It's, I still have them. The, um, I'll be invested for another a few months. But uh, we went over to prime and it just wasn't working out on the flatbed side. So, okay. um, and uh, so, I know it wasn't me because I run hard, uh, especially coming from TMC. I don't mind tarping five times a day. I don't mind getting six loads a week. It's what is it's, it's so. Um, I said, right. you know what? I need to get out the truck, get a team, put it in here, and that's when I got out of that truck and found. I told myself my next step is if I'm going to go to a company. I know what I do want and I know what I don't want. So I look, I made a list with those terms. I don't want a mega carrier. I I 
I don't mind tarping, but I feel like I proved my point and I don't need to tarp as much. So I'm looking for a company that tarps less, you know. Um, I'm sure. looking for a company with a hundred or less trucks. I'm looking for a company with good equipment, you know, uh, a company with the health insurance. Um, and then I, I had three on the list and, uh, I ended up going with I-65 transport who I'm with now. And it, it worked out perfect. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't carry, uh, lumber tarps at all. I might tarp 20% of my loads. Uh, we only have 28 trucks on the fleet. I mean, I just came from the terminal. Terminal is a two-bay garage with four people that staff it. You know, the dispatcher, the owner, payroll, uh, safety. So it's a really tight-knit environment. And, and that's where I am today. And as I said at the top a little bit, Choice uh, also found more than just work in trucking, ultimately. Part of his story that's been told in various aspects throughout the course of the preceding year. The Zello group he called the Stoop family started up for sharing tips and other things among a closer and closer knit assemblage of both trucking veterans and others new to the business. That group would go on to formalize a homeless support effort they first undertook around the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas in 2018, where they all met up in person. Choice talks about those efforts and what follows. You can read more about what they've done this year in two events intended to reach those in need in various communities by searching Truckers Feeding the Homeless at OverdriveOnline.com. All that. Me and another female trucker, we started an organization called Truckers Feeding the Homeless, which is something that if I were to leave trucking, um, something great has come out of it. I wouldn't stop doing that. So that's a beautiful thing, which we're trying to make a not-for-profit. And we just fed, what, 475 people in Louisville in March, and we fed 624, fed and clothed 624 people in Dallas in August. And we're going to be doing Baltimore next year. And uh, it's great because a lot of a group, you know, truckers from all around the United States get together and, we we get together and we feed and clothe homeless people in a city that we choose to do it in. Um, right. Tell me, and, I know a little uh, bit about this, of course, uh, Choice. Can you tell, that was one other thing I was going to ask you. Can you tell me about um, uh, the Baltimore plan and when that's going to be and why you guys chose that city? Okay, sure, yeah. So Baltimore... Uh, it's going to be in the end of July. The dates are tentative as of right now. It's going to be one of the two last weekends in July. Um, the plan is 300 people. We dialed it back because uh, we had a very bad experience in Dallas with the caterer. Um, we paid a lot of money for the catering and they ended up shorting us six trays, uh, and then it really, it really was a bad experience. It almost insinuated that we did something. We paid, you know, over eight thousand dollars to get it catered, and it just didn't work out. Um, before that, we we cooked all the, for the people ourselves, so we decided to dial it back to three hundred 
Um, I'm sure we'll do more than 300, but dial it back. Do all the cooking ourselves, which we like to do. It's fun, put in a lot of work to do yeah. it. Um, and we're also going to actually outfit 300 people. When we say outfit, we mean shower shoes, underwear, T-shirt, socks, a pair of pants, a pair of boots or shoes, and a shirt that you can do an interview in or that's presentable. Because believe it or not, when last when we were in Dallas, we had a lot of people asking us for shirts that they could go on an interview in. So we're going to fully outfit 300 people, give them the hygiene packages that we hand out, give them the killer bags of food that we hand out, like, you know, we hand out side salads, dessert. Um, we give them uh, three meats, three sides. So it's not like we're just giving them a peanut butter jelly sandwich and a water. We really, right. uh, they get a nice bag of food that could probably feed two people. Um, that you see people at the Petro buffet, get, you know. And this, uh, is home, this is home cooking. Anyway. Yeah, right. And then Baltimore came because we were going to decide on a new city outside of the two cities that we already did, Louisville and Dallas. We didn't want to keep returning to the same cities. There's obviously a lot of hunger and other people suffering in the United States. So we had a few cities in mind, um, uh, but I brought up Baltimore because for some odd reason, I, the way I, the only way I can explain it is anytime I thought about the next city, Baltimore is like a neon sign, just like flashing in my mind. I have no ties with Baltimore whatsoever, but it's like, it's like Baltimore, Baltimore, like in capital letters, like the Hollywood sign on the side of the mountain. I, <laughs> and so when I shared that with the rest of the group, that that's what I see. And I told them I, I have no ties in Baltimore. There's no, I have no family there. It's just, I feel compelled to feed Baltimore. Something's telling me, and uh, I'll say I'm a God-fearing man, and I believe he speaks to me, and so um, I'll take it that I'll take it as that too, as well. Right. So Baltimore it was. Mm -hmm. Well, that's coming up this, this coming summer. Uh, I know you guys have a website where folks can. Um... Yeah, no truckersfeedingthehomeless.com. Dot com. Go there. Yeah, we have the GoFundMe as well, which is GoFundMe.com forward slash Be More 2020. Yeah, but either way, the GoFundMe because we do take uh, donations to help do it uh we do pay yep. for it a lot of it out of our pockets but we do take donations so and a lot of people just want to help but can't yep. be there so that's their way that they help thanks to choice mass aka frederick claxton for telling us his story we'll hear more from him in the coming year i can guarantee it for the rest of you here's to safe haul and stay pro out there